0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Casual Big 10 podcast. Week 10 recap coming at you. We had seven games all Big 10 matchups that we're going to discuss. We'll talk about the great week that I had with my bets this weekend and some things that are upcoming in the Big 10 for you guys to keep your eyes on. Seven Big 10 games, seven Big 10 on Big 10 matchups this weekend. Pretty exciting weekend. I enjoyed watching most of these games. Some a few surprises a couple of surprises, but for the most part, status quo in the Big Ten, a, a lot of things stayed the same as far as the standings go, but we do have some really exciting stuff coming up. So we're going to jump right into that. I told you guys on the last episode, on the preview for this Week Ten episode, that you were not going to have to watch Northwestern and Ohio State. And boy, was I wrong about that because Northwestern, in full control of this game, Basically, the entire first half. Ohio State comes out in the second half and scores two more touchdowns, and they ended up winning the game after they were tied at halftime, 21-7. to But I had eyes on this game pretty much from the end of the first quarter until the end of the game because Northwestern was playing real tough. Brendan Sullivan, I believe he is a freshman. I think that's what they said on the broadcast. He was awesome for Northwestern. He was keeping plays alive. He looked like, I tweeted this out, he looked like Johnny Manziel out there. He was doing amazing. And it looked like that he was going to be able to tie the game in the third quarter. And they just weren't able to finish those drives at the end. They just didn't have enough guys. Ohio State, for me, a little bit of an underwhelming performance. I understand that it was raining and it's difficult to play football in the rain. We've all known that. We've all, some of us have done that. Um, but I'm still a little disappointed because they're so much better than Northwestern. And this, this score in this game, if you watched it, didn't really indicate how much better they actually were. CJ Stroud has a career low, 76 yards in the air passing. And I think his previous career low was like double, than, double that. I think it was like 150 something. They said that on the broadcast as well. I'm stealing that stat. Um... Mayan Williams for Ohio State, the running back, I thought would have a giant day because Henderson wasn't playing. And he has a pretty good day. I, I was expecting a little bit more yards, especially when you when you factor in everything. The guy that he's been splitting snaps with was not playing. Um, Jackson Njigba Smith was also out. So you didn't have your top receiver. You didn't have the guy you're splitting snaps with. It's raining. And the offense was kind of struggling to move the ball. I guess the reason he didn't have more yards is because Northwestern was keying in on him. Um, But he still had 111 yards and he scored two of the three touchdowns for Ohio State. So he had a, a good day nonetheless, but it's Northwestern. I was expecting him. That's a team that you could pretty much run the ball every play on and still expect to have a pretty good day. So I was surprised that he didn't have more yards. But, like I said, a pretty good day nonetheless. And uh, Harrison Jr. has five receptions for 51 yards. Listen, this was a fun game to watch. I was surprised. I was getting nervous. I tweeted out the clip from the last pod where I said I was going to have to read the entire roster if Northwestern won. And for a minute there, it looked like they were poised to pull the upset. Um, Luckily for me and my voice, they didn't. And Ohio State goes ahead and wins. And they stay in first place in the Big Ten East. Speaking of staying in first place in the Big Ten East, I'm going to jump over to Michigan and Rutgers, also a game. You're looking at it at halftime. Michigan was actually losing 17-14 to at halftime. They have been a better second-half team so far this year. If you go look at a lot of their box scores, they were close with, like, Indiana in the first half. They were close with – who else were they close with in the first – I can't remember the other game that they were kind of close with where you're like, what's going on here? Um, but they come out in the second half and score 38 points. They ended up blowing Rutgers out 52 to 17. Uh, Rutgers doesn't score in the second half. It was a lot of big plays for Michigan, especially their defense. They got a few interceptions. They got a few turnovers. Um, McCarthy has a decent, decent game. I thought that he was going to have to open it up a little bit more. This was a game. I thought he could throw it around a little bit more. He only had 151, but he did have two touchdown passes. Edwards was the leading back for Michigan. He had 109. Um, no touchdowns. Corum, you talk about Corum and C.J. Stroud because they're, they're the guys nationally that people are talking about to win the Heisman. And I thought both of them kind of took a step back. If I'm remembering correctly, I think Corum had two touchdowns. So he still has those uh, that big number of touchdowns this year that's going to keep him in the conversation. Stroud takes a big step back because he has no touchdowns. He has only 76 yards passing. And kind of a kind of a surprising performance for him, but both of those guys are still in the Heisman talk. Um, I would have liked to see more from obviously both of them. I thought Quorum could have had a big game against Rutgers, who's really bad against the run, and he didn't have that huge, huge game that I was expecting from him. But Michigan gets the win. Uh, everyone's talking about it—the collision course in three weeks with Michigan and Ohio State, possibly both being undefeated and playing for the division title and a chance to go to indianapolis would be a giant game um i'm hoping that that's what we're gonna get um but we'll see how the rest of the season plays out with their schedules and who they have coming up uh speaking of collision courses purdue and illinois in the west are on a collision course next week but first this week they had some very disappointing games on the preview episode, I was talking about how I was hoping that Purdue and Illinois would both win. They both lost. Let's start with Purdue. They only scored three points. Three. I was really surprised by that. I, I talked about how I thought O'Connell would have a big game. He didn't. At 168 yards, obviously no touchdowns. No one from Purdue had a touchdown. And then Iowa is all of a sudden looking like their offense is clicking. Petrus has... Two touchdown passes, almost 200 yards. They ran the ball really well. Johnson from um, Iowa had 200 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Really good game for Iowa. I was surprised. I was shocked by this score. I didn't have eyes on this game the whole time because it was instantly Iowa up in the first half. And then when they scored again in the third quarter, it just felt like Purdue wasn't going to be able to come back against that defense. So I didn't watch much of the second half of this game. Um, but really good win for Iowa. Really good win for Iowa. And a disappointing loss for Purdue, who you thought was going to be that game next week against Illinois was basically going to be for the division. It still can be, but it's way more murky now because there's so many other teams log jammed right there at 3-3 three and three in their division. And you don't know how it's going to shake out uh, the rest of the season. But we'll see. So a uh, good win for Iowa. Congratulations. And Purdue, you got to bounce back next week against a tough Illinois team. Illinois at home against Michigan State, a Michigan State team who was down. I saw on Twitter that they were down 10 defensive guys. I know they weren't all starters, but they were down a lot of guys. They had some suspensions. They had some injuries. And so they had some guys that are not used to playing, playing in this game, and that defense was playing lights out. They only give up 15 points. I said that I thought Michigan State needed a shootout to win this game. I was completely wrong about that. Michigan State played just a regular a regular Michigan State game. They ran the ball good. They threw it when they need, needed to. Thorne had 182 yards and two touchdown passes. Uh, Jalen Berger had a huge game for Michigan State. He had a bunch of carries, and he had 81 yards. He didn't get in the end zone. But still a really big game for him. Um, And then the wide receivers for Michigan State were stepping up in big spots. Uh, You talk about Reed and Coleman had really good games uh, against Illinois. Shocking loss for Illinois. They really needed to avoid a misstep like this. And I was surprised that in this spot at home, they gave up this loss to Michigan State. I was really shocked by this. I've been on Illinois since week zero. And I was just really surprised that Michigan State was able to pull this upset. Um, But great win for them. Uh, Mel Tucker, I forgot his name for a second. Pause for a second. Mel Tucker took the opportunity that we talked about last week where they had a lot of adversity, and it was a time to galvanize his team and try to pick up a really big win here at the end of the year, and he did that. I like the way that he coached this game. He didn't coach to – lose this he didn't coach to win the game but he didn't coach to lose it either they just had their regular game plan they were gonna say hey it's just illinois we're gonna do what we usually do and it worked their defense played great they scored when they needed to and they picked up first downs when they needed to and illinois just did not have an answer there was a lot of different things attached to this game too i tweeted out the drake album came out this week on friday michigan state undefeated i think it's like 10 and 0 now When Drake releases an album, the next game, Michigan State always wins. Really weird. Really weird. I forgot about that in the preview. I should have bet on Michigan State knowing that. Um, But then also after the game, um, you had Illinois' coach complaining. You had Brett Bielema complaining. I keep forgetting coaches' names today for some reason. That... They were trying to go a little bit up-tempo, and Michigan State was faking injuries to stop the clock and to stop their tempo. Um, I don't like that. I don't like when a coach comes out and says that, especially with the way that the rules are set up, you're allowed to do that. You can get injured, even if it's fake or whatever, and come off the field, it stops the clock, it it allows your defense a chance to rest and kind of regroup and get their plays in. And then you can come right back in, even if you're faking it. That's just the way the rules are. It's gamesmanship. So I actually applaud Michigan State for doing that. And it's just funny. to. I just don't like when coaches complain about stuff like that. It's just part of the game. You would do it too. I think Brett Bielema would do the same thing if that was happening to his team. I honestly do. I mean, I could be totally wrong about that, but I think he would do the same thing. Um, Any chance you can take advantage of rules to give your team an advantage – especially Michigan State when they're down a bunch of guys. They needed all the help they could get, Um, but they get the job done, the eight-point win, Michigan State 23-15 over Illinois. Really good game for Michigan State. They still have a chance to go to a bowl. They have to win a couple more games, but they still have a chance to go to a bowl. We'll talk about that on Thursday on the preview episode. Um, We also had Maryland at Wisconsin. I was really disappointed with Maryland because they've been playing really tough this year, and they did not play tough in this game. They didn't score until the third quarter. Wisconsin jumps out to a 17-0 lead in the first half. Mertz was fine. I mean, he was fine, I guess. Um, he only had 77 yards. I mean, but if you look on the internet, that's kind of what you expect from him. People hate Mertz. People just hate that guy. I don't know why. I don't hate him. I think he's fine. Um, Tango Loa he gets another touchdown, and he throws the exact same amount of yards, 77. So not a big passing game. They were kind of running the ball a lot. Braylon Allen had 23 attempts. 119 yards and a touchdown. So good game for him. Um, this game really didn't matter much though. If if you're talking about the standings, especially for Maryland, they're I think still in fourth place in the east behind Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. So they didn't really have a ton to play for. But Wisconsin now, you're looking at the West standings, they're three and three. They're one of those three and three teams in the West. So depending, I gotta go look through, and I haven't done this yet. I got to look through how the tiebreakers are going to work and like what could happen the next three weeks. I think I'm going to give it one more week, let it play out, especially see what happens in that Illinois Purdue game. And then we'll start looking at the West more and dissect it a little bit more and see who can really win that division and who really has a chance. Because right now it's, it could be anybody. It's almost anybody in the West could win it except for Northwestern and Nebraska. So uh, good win for Wisconsin. They stay alive. I'm going to say they stay alive in the West. And uh, they get the 23-10 to 10 win over Maryland. I thought Maryland was going to keep it closer. I had Maryland plus five. And uh, kind of disappointed they lost by basically two touchdowns. Another game that was it—it it was a lot of tales of two halves in this, this Saturday that we just had. Nebraska jumps out to a 10-0 lead on Minnesota at home. They're looking like they're going to pull the upset. And then Minnesota finally rights the ship. I love using boat references with them. And in the second half, they scored 20 unanswered points, and they win the game 20-13. to 13. Um, I'm looking at – I didn't watch much of this game. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I know Tanner Morgan was in, but I think he came out because they had another guy whose last name, Kalika Manis, um, has actually more passing yards than him. But I didn't see this game. What I did see, though, is when I was watching it, Mo Ibrahim was running the ball a lot. He had 32 attempts, two touchdowns, another big game for him. He's awesome. I love watching Mo Ibrahim play. He's amazing to watch. Um, and I thought I really thought Nebraska was going to pull this out because Minnesota, and I tweeted this too, they're really tough to figure out. I don't know what Minnesota team you're you, – no one knows. You don't know what you're going to get out of them each week. They might pull a crazy upset or they might lose to a team that they're not supposed to like Nebraska. So I was thinking that Nebraska was going to win this game. I thought they could hold on, but they blow it in the second half. And uh, Minnesota picks up the win. I did see a stat, though, online. Speaking of weird stats, I had the Drake stat earlier. Every time someone beats Nebraska, they lose the next week. So far, uh, the teams are 0-5 after beating Nebraska. And Minnesota next week, I had their schedule pulled up. Let me pull it up again because I X'd it out. Minnesota next week is playing. I cannot remember, and it's loading now. Of course, my internet's going slow at the time that I needed to work quickly. Minnesota's playing Northwestern. So I <laughs> talked about Northwestern. Their best shot to win was at Minnesota. You add the fact that every team... Now, I know this doesn't make... It, it's just a stat, and people can make up stats about crazy stuff all the time, but sometimes they're true. Minnesota just lost... Or, I'm sorry, just beat Nebraska. Every time someone beats Nebraska, they lose the next week. We'll see if that's 6-0 and next week with Northwestern travels to Minnesota and possibly picks up. I'm going to bet on it. I'm going to take Northwestern next week because of that stat. It's probably not true. Minnesota will probably win the game because Northwestern's been bad this year. But I'm going to roll with the stat and I'm going to take Northwestern next week in that game. All right. And then we had did I get all the games already? Oh, the last one. Uh not much to talk about here. Penn State 45, Indiana 14. Clifford 229 yards. Great game. Um, is it Catron Allen? I think it's Catron. Let me make sure I'm saying his name right. I guess he's taken over for Singleton at this point. I, because it's, yes, it's Katron. I love that name. Catron Allen. That's a sweet running back name. Huge game for him. On 18 carries, he gets three touchdowns on 86 yards. Great game for him. Penn State covers. They do everything they need to do. Traveling to Indiana, they're still really good. Penn State's still really good. You do not want to see Penn State coming down the stretch. If you have a game that you really would like to win or really need to win, Penn State is not the team that you want to see right now because they're playing really well. Ever since that Michigan game, they've been playing really well. I was trying to pull up their schedule too. I had so many tabs pulled up before this pod started, and none of them them stayed up for some reason. Um, none of them the ones that I had I needed I needed some new tabs So now I got a thousand tabs open Um, let me see here maryland rutgers and michigan state. That's what penn state's schedule is to finish the year So really the only team That might actually need need to win is going to be michigan state if they're trying to get bowl eligible at the end of the year That's going to be a tough game for michigan state To close out the year at beaver stadium against penn state because they're playing really good football right now That's not a game that they're excited about. I promise you All right, so that's all the games. Let let us discuss the bets for the weekend. I had a great weekend in bets, 5-2. That's my best weekend I've had in a really long time. I did have Purdue minus 3.5. That was completely wrong. They barely scored. They didn't even score 3.5. They only scored 3. Impossible to cover, even with a shutout. Um, I took the Nebraska plus 14.5. That worked out for me. Under 55.5. I didn't even think about the weather last week when I was picking this game, and I should have been. And if I had known that there was going to be rain, I would have probably bet a little bit more on this. But I had under 55.5 in the Ohio State-Northwestern game. That was easy. Maryland did not play good. I had them plus 5, and a half, or five against Wisconsin. That didn't work out. And then I finished with three wins. Penn State covers 13.5. Michigan State and Illinois, I knew that was going to be low scoring. It was under 41. And then Michigan goes over 45 all by themselves. I thought there was a chance that that was going to happen, so I hammered that over, and I was right. I am really fighting this year to get back to 500, even on my bets, and right now I'm 26 and 33, and I think that there's a shot. With three weeks left, I'm seven games behind 500. If I can have a couple more weekends like I had this weekend, it's going to be fantastic, and I think I'll get back to 500. All right, a couple of shout-outs. I want to shout-out a few of my Twitter followers. Of course, I'm at CasualBig10 on Twitter. And uh, got a lot of new followers this weekend, a lot of people interacting on the account, so I appreciate everybody that's following along, everyone that's listening. Today I'm going to shout-out Banana Solar, Banana Solar. awesome Twitter name. We were discussing on Twitter back and forth a little bit uh, mid-second half of the Northwestern game how conservative Northwestern was playing towards the end of that game. They had, uh, I forgot his name already, Brendan Sullivan in, and he was playing pretty good, but I thought that they should have let him let it loose a little bit more, like air it out a little bit more. And I remember specifically on one possession, they were down by seven in the third quarter. They ran the ball three straight times and then had to punt. And I just don't understand how a team that has one win this year you have the number two team in the country on the ropes at home. You run the ball three times in a row. I just don't understand that. Open it up. I don't even care if you throw a pick. Drop back, open it up, try to make a big play, maybe try to get a pass interference. And Banana Solar was right with me. He thought, he or she, don't know, could be a she, thought that Northwestern needed to play a little bit more aggressive in that second half to pull the upset, and they didn't. So they didn't win. Also, following along on Twitter, we have South Saga Elijah. Um, he was commenting about how he wanted Northwestern to win as well. A lot of Northwestern talk this weekend because of how close that game was. Uh, everybody wanted Ohio State to lose. I mean, unless you're an Ohio State fan, everybody in college football loves to see the top ranked teams go down. People love to see Alabama lose this weekend. That was a great game, by the way. I know it's not Big Ten, but people love to see Alabama lose. People love to see Ohio State lose. People love to see Michigan lose. So uh, South Saga, Elijah was right there and, uh, of course, wanted to see Ohio State lose and was tweeting about that. So thank you for following along this week. Hope you're enjoying the Twitter account. I don't know. Do people enjoy Twitter accounts? I don't know. Hope you're listening to the pod, though, and enjoying this. And then we had uh, ETH Boy 87 um, He just sent me a funny GIF. Sent me a funny GIF uh, from... The Little Giants movie. It was really funny. And I forgot what it was responding to, but it was, I laughed. I chuckled, E T H boy 87 I laughed out loud when you sent me that gift. So thanks for following along. Thanks for interacting. Appreciate everybody that's been listening. I will also today, literally minutes from now, I might wait till this afternoon, but I want to get it out as soon as possible because it's starting today. I'm going to have a basketball episode. You might have noticed that the artwork's a little bit different. So now you'll be able to tell just based on the artwork which one is football and which one is basketball. I also have it labeled a little bit differently for the basketball stuff. So uh, hopefully if you're a basketball fan, you're going to be excited about that because that is starting tonight. Basketball tonight. I'm actually coaching my daughter's team tonight as well. So lots of basketball for me. Really excited about tonight. I'm going to talk about that on the basketball episode that I'll be releasing shortly. Uh, thanks again for following along. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday with a preview episode of week 11, which should be really exciting. Bye.